Good morning. Today is December 15th. Only 10 days left until Christmas, y'all. We're almost there. Don't let that make you feel pressured uh, or make you feel like you want to rush today. Instead, let it be the opposite kind of invitation. Let that invite you to pause and to soak it in. All right. My name is Matt Leroy, and this is your wake up call for today. Our entry for today is entitled, Yahweh Remembers. Our scripture reading comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verses 5 to 17. In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijai. His wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of the Lord observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. Once, when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time for the burning of incense came, all the assembled worshipers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Consider this. Luke begins his narrative by establishing the setting within its historical context. He tells us that these events take place in the time of Herod, king of Judea. But before we even finish the paragraph, we learn that this opening sentence has been made obsolete. For all of Herod's political maneuvering, collecting of power, building monuments to himself, solidifying his place among the great leaders of history, this will no longer be known as the time of Herod. We are nearing the arrival of King Jesus, and from this point on, time itself will be marked by his birth. Herod is about to be overshadowed by the light. How is God wanting to redefine the time you find yourself in? You've named this the time of your unemployment or your divorce, the time of undergrad, grad school, doctoral work, the time of waiting, sickness addiction, depression, uncertainty. I wonder what story the author is telling that will redefine the time you are in. 
As Luke introduces the story of Zechariah and Elizabeth, we find a microcosm of the larger story of Israel and truly all of creation. Theirs is a story marked by waiting and hoping. For years they longed to have children, but had come to terms with the harsh reality that their eyes would never see the fulfillment of this hope and their hearts would never experience the joy of this longing. Exiled in the desert of waiting, they thought they would never see the promise. Their hopes waned in the stifling silence of God. Perhaps you've been there. You've known what the desert feels like. How do you respond to God when it feels like He is not responding to you? Despite his disappointment, we find Zechariah in worship. He hasn't let his heartbreak become bitterness against God. Instead, he is leaning into him, not as an escape to forget the pain of reality, but as an engagement with the ultimate reality. Worship is reality, a declaration of the most real reality that Yahweh is God and I am his. In this moment, an angel appears to him with this proclamation. Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. This is the great promise of Advent. Do not be afraid. Your prayer has been heard. We were in desperate need for a Savior, and God heard our prayer. And we marvel here at the kindness of God. As he moves to answer the deepest longing of creation on a cosmic scale, he begins by fulfilling the hope of one couple, convinced they had been forgotten. A hidden beauty is that Zechariah's name means Yahweh remembers. For his entire life, every time he heard someone call his name, every time he introduced himself, seeds of promise were being planted in his soul. And those seeds burst into harvest when he heard the name, heard his name from the mouth of Gabriel. Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. You have not been forgotten. Yahweh remembers. Zechariah and Elizabeth will become parents of John the Baptist, the trailblazer for Jesus the Messiah, and the redemption of their pain is the beginning of our healing. Today's questions. What prayer remains unanswered in your life? Or what longing is yet unfulfilled? What need, what fear, what obstacle threatens you? How might the redemption of your pain be the beginning of someone else's healing? Today's prayer, God who hears and remembers, help me to trust that you hear and remember me. I'm feeling a burden for many people out there that I know um, this hits far too close to home and just want you to know today you are not forgotten. I'm praying that the Lord specifically brings you to mind in the minds and hearts of friends and just know that you're being prayed for today. You are not forgotten. He sees you. Yahweh remembers. Well, guys, J.D. Walt here. You know, on your phone, you've got a lot of emojis. You know the little mind-blown emoji? (laughs) As I I keep reading 
this work from the Leroy brothers. That's what I keep coming up with, the mind-blown emoji. My goodness, today, Yahweh remembers the meaning of Zechariah's name. Yahweh remembers. And, you know, as I was reading, I just, man, it just, I never saw this before, but as they're talking about Zechariah and Elizabeth, there it was, Abraham and Sarah. You see, going back before them, Adam and Eve, the failed couple. And then Abraham and Sarah. And now Luke begins the gospel with Zechariah and Elizabeth. Abraham and Sarah couldn't have a child. Zechariah and Elizabeth couldn't have a child. This is a God for whom nothing is impossible. And then the way that he's talked about, you've named this the time of your unemployment or your divorce. Mind-blown emoji. Okay, we'll leave it at that. Mind-blown emoji. As he moves to answer the deepest longing of creation on a cosmic scale, he begins by fulfilling the hope of one couple, convinced they had been forgotten. A hidden beauty is that Zechariah's name means Yahweh remembers. And I hope that you're sensing that in your own life today. He remembers. He's not forgotten you. Hard as things may be right now, he's not forgotten you. We're going to sing a hymn today. This one's in our Great Redeemer's Praise. In the Bleak Midwinter. It's number 186. The great Christina G. Rossetti, the great poet of the 19th century church, has written a hymn, In the Bleak Midwinter, it fits today, 186. We'll sing all four verses. In the bleak midwinter, frosty wind made moan, earth stood hard as iron. Water like a stone. Snow had fallen, snow on snow, on snow, on snow. In the bleak midwinter, long ago, our God had not hold him nor sustain. Heaven and earth shall flee away when he comes to reign. In the bleak midwinter, a stable place sufficed. The Lord God Almighty Jesus Christ. Angels and archangels may have gathered there, cherubim and seraphim thronged in the air. But his mother lonely in her maiden bliss, were 
worship the Beloved with a kiss. What can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet what I can I give him, give him my heart. Amen. Well, I kind of stumbled on that a little bit. That's what happens when a poet is followed up by a tune writer in 1906, Gustav Holst. Sometimes poetry doesn't bend to melody, but they did their best, and of course I did my best. (laughs) But still, I mean, the melody does fit the song to a T. So thanks for that. It's going to be a good day today. It's a good day to remember that Yahweh remembers. All right, gang, gather your seeds. I'll see you out there on the field. I am here with my friend Matt Leroy for The Awakening, J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend, leave us a rating, and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.